Good day, I'm Anne Dolinchik and thank you for tuning into Anne on Influence. In this episode, we're in conversation with Imbi Evanes, PR and Project Manager at NetBank. Imbi is an experienced communication manager with a history of working in the financial services industry. Her expertise include internal and external communications, B2B communications, employee advocacy and public relations. We focus on employee advocacy in this episode. We discuss the benefits of it to companies as well as its employees, how employee advocacy programs help leaders to stay connected, current and more digitally visible to relevant industry players. We also chat about what these programs entail and why it is one of the best word of mouth strategies for companies. Enjoy. This podcast series has been made possible through an exclusive sponsorship from SA's number one nano influencer platform, The Salt. Most brands have a communication line to the existing customers, but do not have a way to get them to have additional positive brand conversations. The Salt solves the problem by identifying brand fans and getting them to talk more about their positive brand experiences. The Salt have a database of over 230,000 registered brand fans and in-depth information on each to perfectly match an influencer to your brand. Reach out to them today and see what they can do for you. Good afternoon, MB. Thank you so much for making time to spend time with us here on the podcast. Before we get into our conversation, I would love for you to tell us about what a typical day looks like for a, a PR and project manager at one of South Africa's biggest banks. Sure. Hi, Anne. Uh, firstly, thanks so much for having me today and for inviting me to participate in this episode. Um, it's very exciting. Um, so just a little bit about myself. Um, I'm currently a PR and project manager within the commercial banking and retail relationship banking marketing team at NetBank. Um, I joined the marketing team in a PR role in September 2019. And prior to that, I gained extensive experience, uh, but mostly in internal communications roles. So I was very grateful for this opportunity um, you know, to, to gain or to expand my skill set to include PR and social media. And I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, my job at the moment. I work very closely with my marketing colleagues, um, as well as our group PR team um, in supporting both clusters from a PR perspective. So I won't go into too much detail. But just to give you some a, a quick overview um, of the clusters that I support, commercial banking uh, was previously known as business banking, and um, this offering is ideally suited for medium, large, and mid-corporate businesses with annual turnovers between 30 million rand and 2.5 billion rand. Um, it offers a tailored, it, or it is offered. Um, or the offering is tailored for businesses that are looking for sophisticated and integrated banking solutions. Um, and then NetBank Commercial Banking serves all industries with a specialized focus on the following industries, namely agriculture, franchising, professional, manufacturing, and the public sectors. So that's commercial banking on the one hand. And then on the other hand, we have, we have re retail relationship banking, which comprises small business services and private clients. Now, small business services provides a banking offering for startups as well as established small businesses. And it caters for businesses with an annual turn turnover of up to 30 million rand. So very much focused on entrepreneurs. 
and then uh, private clients uh, offer or offering is designed for the financial aspirations of those individuals who are operating as either a specialist in their field or uh, individuals who are climbing the corporate ladder or pursuing their entrepreneurial ventures. So these would include medical professionals, young professionals and seniors, as well as non-resident and embassy banking clients. So that was just, so that was just a quick, uh, to give you a, a quick con some context. But to answer your question, I'm fortunate to be able to love what I do. I really enjoy um, to proactively seek PR opportunities for our media spokespeople and to drive our PR communication strategy across the paid, owned and earned ecosystem. And for me, the best part of my job is, is seeing an article um, or an interview that I've contributed to, uh, published in the newspaper or hearing an interview on the radio or reading a feature about the brand online. Um, there's nothing more rewarding for me than seeing a great positive piece of publicity that I contributed to appear in the media. Um, so I find that aspect of my job very exciting. And what I also love is uh, that no day is the same, um, which keeps, keeps me on my toes and keeps things interesting and exciting. I spend uh, the majority of my day um, in front of my laptop answering emails. I often uh, receive ad hoc requests for support from especially our um, regional spokespeople, because we sponsor, we are involved with um, small sponsorships across South Africa, and with these sponsorships, we often get value-added opportunities um, such as uh, speeches. So I often assist with speech writing for our spokespeople, and and also um, with managing uh, the placement of advertorials um, in in regional publications. I also try to, to ensure that I have regular check-in meetings with my business stakeholders um, because I realize the importance of really listening as a communicator um, and, um, and to ensure that I stay abreast of, you know, what keeps my stakeholders up at night because at the end of the day, um, a richer knowledge base ensures better work from a PR perspective. Yeah, so in a nutshell, I work closely with my team colleagues and agency partners to ensure that all PR communications have the right messaging and that we develop and publish value-adding and relevant thought leadership articles on a regular basis, as well as news about some of the great sponsorship partnership, partnerships that we have. Oh, wow. That's, that's a lot that you, you are doing there. Um, and I, I agree with you, being in the PR space and just in our industry as a whole, no two days are the same. And it's so rewarding when you see the work you've, you've actually contributed to, like come alive in the media in some way or form. It's amazing. Absolutely. And, and I must say, I, I quite enjoy the, the fast pace. Um, and, um, you know, I, I thrive under pressure. So, um, but it is, it is absolutely very rewarding. You are absolutely, absolutely. right. Absolutely. So when I was listening to you talking um, just about the, the sectors that you look after within the bank, it's a lot of, of B2B. And that's also why we have you on today, because we are speaking about something that is part of influence marketing, but it is, it's going to be huge. And it's literally becoming like a thing in South Africa now. And I'm loving to see it. And that is employee advocacy. 
So I'm really curious to know when was the first time that you actually heard this term employee advocacy and and what what did you think it was before you actually knew? So an uh, interesting question. Um, I can recall that when I joined the commercial banking and uh, retail relationship marketing team as a PR and project manager at the end of 2019, um, one of my first responsibilities was to ensure that our spokespeople understand and buy into the importance of having a professional profile on LinkedIn. So, um, so at the time, I did my own research to compile a short PowerPoint presentation, which I shared with a few of our spokespeople um, to encourage them to at least update their professional profiles on LinkedIn. And I also um, tried to explain to them the benefits of actively positioning themselves as thought leaders on the platform. I was aware that the majority of today's top business leaders are also social leaders. And, um, and I can recall that I explained to a few of our spokespeople that their participation in LinkedIn will be welcomed by our clients and our employees. Um, because as thought leaders, they would demonstrate their interest in firstly being connected, secondly, staying current, and thirdly, to make their mark where not only existing clients are, but prospective clients as well on LinkedIn. So at the time, I had personally never heard of the term employee advocacy. Um, it was only at the end of, I think, 2020, when a colleague introduced our marketing team to Kevin and Peter from the internship. Um, and it was only then that I became familiar with the term employee advocacy. Um, and Peter and Kevin, um, uh, they presented their approach to us and uh, we were really impressed um, and we were very excited um, because we could see that they can really help our spokespeople become credible influencers. Um, so we thought this was something we should look to do as a group. But at that stage, we were eager to commence with the program, uh, specifically in the commercial banking and retail relationship ba banking space. Oh, wonderful. What exactly is employee advocacy or what's the employee advocacy program just so our listeners understand a little bit better as well so and um so employment advocacy um is about all the actions that employees take to promote their org organization so an employee advocacy or employee influencer is someone who firstly um, recommend a company's products and services to friends and family or their network. Uh, it could be at, at a bri, uh, for example. Uh, secondly, um, an employee advocate is also somebody who generates positive exposure and raises awareness for a brand through online and offline channels. Uh, it's also somebody who represents the best interests of the company, both internally and externally, and somebody who utilizes their status as a product or a service expert to be a credible spokesperson for the company. Because at the end of the day, um, people trust people more than they necessarily trust a brand. 
and therefore word of mouth marketing remains the most cost effective marketing tool. Um, and I, I know that Zuckerberg, you know, he says that <laughs> it's the holy grail of marketing. Um, yeah. and, and I, I, I completely agree with him. Um, you know, I would, I would definitely, um, you know, if, if a friend of mine recommends a, a service, you know, I will really look into it because I trust my friend. Um, and yeah, I think most people are aware that, you know, brands, you know, they will always put their best foot forward because it's a competitive market out there. Um, so, so yeah, I think word of mouth is, is key. And it's important, I believe, for uh, corporates to tap into the value of um of employee employee advocacy and and word of mouth so Nothing. yeah so so conversations we have with friends and family or colleagues influence how we see the world um and you know if i just think of my own situation i, I live in a in a complex or any state and um you know we we have a, a shared um gated community through a whatsapp group and if some somebody in the states uh, geezer leaks, then um, you know they might recommend a plumber, and you know it's it's definitely I will then definitely um, you know take take the uh, recommendation seriously. And the next time that I need a plumber, I will reach out to to the contact details of the plumber that they posted on the group. So that's just a you know just a day to day example of of how powerful. Um, word of mouth is for sure um and it's completely true no brand is going to tell you that they they're not the best in the market so why would we believe every single brand that tells us they're amazing <laughs> where we and you're completely right it's those connections that you share that you trust that if you need something or you want something and you ask advice people are very honest and you'll you'll take their advice um but when it comes to employee advocacy this is obviously a little bit more about the experts within your organization really positioning themselves as experts and in in that way positioning your company as as this product leader or this group leader um because they've got all these amazing people working there and talking about them um and i know that these programs are can get quite intense can you maybe talk us through what this process actually entails um once you you actually start running with us so, Anne, uh, to, to add on to what you were saying, um, we, we realized that some of the best advocates for our brand can be our own employees and thought leaders. Because oftentimes, when people think about brand advocates, they may think of external people, such as social media influencers. So, while this may be true, um, we considered that our employees know our company inside out, and their fields of expertise uh, lend a unique voice to our brand's reputation. Um, employee advocacy has a lot of benefits for both the company and the employee. And a few of our thought leaders um, at the time, uh, when we embarked on this program with the internship, um, a few of our thought leaders were already on LinkedIn and talking about the areas of expertise. So, um, so we wanted to harness that into a thoughtful employee advocacy program that gives a win-win to everyone. And, uh, 
we, we also view employment advocacy as an extension of our PR efforts because it's a way to extend the organic reach for the thought leadership pieces that we put out there from a PR perspective um, because it's, it's very powerful, you know, when these content pieces are shared with um, participants uh, for them to then share, share these articles with their networks on LinkedIn. And um, we also saw this as an opportunity to mentor our selected influence through a guided process of at least four months where the program facilitators from the internship would meet with each influencer on a monthly one-on-one -on -one basis and really hold their hands and teach them on how to build professional LinkedIn profiles as well as how to widen their connections. And at the end of the program, our influencers, um, we find now that they've completed the program, they've really adopted the habit of posting on social media platforms on a regular basis to the point where almost no input from, from us uh, or management is required to keep the momentum going. And that's really um, how well this program has worked for us. Because um, we'd, we'd like our influencers to share personal, authentic stories that will resonate with business decision makers at the end of the day. So in terms of the process that we followed, um, in a nutshell, participants are upskilled on the use of social media in business, and in particular, the basics of using LinkedIn for business. And the program um, is facilitated by a company called The Internship, and um, the program kicks off with um, with an, a knowledge sharing session where some basic principles and theory are covered, after which participants are given the opportunity to do some hands-on practical application work. And after this initial uh, session, the, the internship team then guides and assists participants over a four-month period to help them get some momentum going. Um, they also create uh, WhatsApp groups with participants um, for each group. Uh, so, so, so various WhatsApp groups are created for, for the various groups that um, are on the training where, where we remind uh, participants on a weekly basis to post. Um, we also include... Um, or I am also included in this group. Um, and because I'm so close to the content that we create from a PR perspective, it really gives me the opportunity to share articles. Uh, so so when, I, when I notice an article is published in the media, I might share the link directly to participants on the group and encourage them to, to share their thoughts about the article um, and, to, and in that way share... Um, you know, or extend our reach um, because it gives us the opportunity to tap into our spokespeople's LinkedIn networks. Um, so that has really, really, um, that, that's just in a nutshell how the process uh, works and how, how it's really working well for us as, as a bank. So that's really, really interesting. And 
when I when you're talking about people are posting and things, now I'm thinking, oh, it must be so difficult to craft um, for kind of a B two B market uh, a post. Is it just a case of sharing the article, or do they give their own spin on it? It's like, how do they really get their knowledge across to actually elevate NetBank's image at the end of the day? So, so and we do encourage our spokespeople not not merely to repost. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, articles. We we do encourage them to to add their opinion, um, to encourage engagement on their posts by asking questions. Um, but through the internship and through the one on one coaching sessions, um, we you know we we get the opportunity just to remind them thereof. We 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 provide examples and. Um, and the internship team and myself are always available. Um, I often also, you know, when I'm on LinkedIn um, and when I see one of our spokespeople have posted, but they haven't really added their, their opinion, then, you know, I might reach out to them um, just to remind them to, um, you know, to, to share, share their thoughts or, or comments um, on, on a post. So, yeah, so, you know, it is um, it is a process. Um, it doesn't happen overnight, but, but slowly but surely by engaging with our spokespeople, by monitoring their posts, um, you know, we've seen, we've seen a, 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 a great improvement in, um, in, in how they post and how regularly they post. Ah, that makes complete sense to me. And, and like you say, after a while, it becomes kind of second nature on, on how to do these things, which is obviously yes. the ultimate goal at the end of the day, that you don't have to hold their hands so much no. anymore. Exactly. So then my, my question is, how do you actually choose who participate in this program? Because I'm imagining that I guess thousands and thousands of employees and it's impossible for every single one of them to be in a program like this. Absolutely, because you know the program is quite—it's—it's um, it's not intense, um, but there is a cost involved. So unfortunately, we can't, um, you know, nominate all our uh, staff members to participate. Um, but we we identify staff members that can speak on behalf of the business. So we select individuals based on their experience, firstly, and then also on their expertise and role within the bank. Um, so this gives them the gravitas to responsibly represent the business with, with justifiable authority. We also uh, explain to participants that the program will not only equip them with new skills and knowledge regarding social media for business, but it will also um, greatly enhance their professional standing on social media. So they get to fine-tune their professional profile and utilize brand equity or perception from the business to raise their own social media equity. In turn and over time, the business will benefit from their digital visibility. So at the end of the day, both parties win. It's a quid pro quo. Hashtag no filter. That's how this podcast is delivering real down-to-earth stories told by real people. For an influencer campaign that takes brand conversation to everyday real-life situations, go check out thesalt.co.za. They are the undisputed experts in real influencer marketing. Uh, 
so unfortunately, um, you know, not not all all staff members participate, but um, but but we we have various groups uh, within the business that um, have either completed the training or are currently busy with the program. Ah, oh, amazing. So I know I earlier referred to employee advocacy as influencer marketing um, because I believe that it is. But yes. do you think it is a form of influencer marketing and why? Absolutely. Uh, there's no doubt about it in, in, in my mind. Um, I, I, I believe that ultimately employee advocacy is a subset of influencer marketing um, because there are different levels of influencer marketing. Um, these would include your, your micro influencers or your nano influencers, your macro influencers, and then uh, also your celebrity influencers. And employee advocacy falls on the community-based influencer or nano scale. Mm. Um, so at the end of the day, uh, we are all influencers. At some point, we have all influenced others or have been influenced. Uh, for example, you know, you might discuss politics with, with a mate um, and that, that and you might be influenced through the, the conversation. Um, so influencer marketing just exaggerates that influence and moves those conversations to an online environment or social media platform. Um, and employees act as brand ambassadors in the influencer sense, where they take their connections on a journey with them and bring the brand and its products and services that is behind them into the online discussion by displaying those products and services on behalf of the company, which then creates uh, awareness for the company. Um, so, yes, in a nutshell, I definitely do believe that um, employee advocacy is a form of influencer marketing. Yeah, 100%. And then I also just want to know from you, obviously we measure different things um, for different campaigns. So when it comes to employee advocacy and B2B, what are those metrics that's really important for the business to actually have a look at at the end of the day? So, so yes, absolutely. Um, we, we, we do monitor, you know, we, we, we need to ensure that, that we, um, that, that we really add value to the business through this and that our, um, that we really get return on our investment. So, um, the internship team, uh, sends us, uh, reports on a monthly basis. And in those reports, um, we, we look at four things in essence. So firstly, um, we look at uh, our spokespeople's profiles or, or bios, whether it's updated, whether it's, um, it has, whether it has improved based on best practice. So that's the first thing, you know, they need to at least have a profile photo and background uh, artwork on, on their profile so that their profiles look professional. And then secondly, we also look at content, whether they pimp their posts, <laughs> because we want our spokespeople to share content on a regular basis. We want them to keep that momentum. Um, so we aim for at least one, one post per week. And we also want them to post on a variety, a variety types of content. So that would include, for example, videos, uh, could be text-only posts, it could be images, um, 
because at the end of the day, we want to encourage uh, feedback and um, drive responses to their content, um, if that makes sense. So that's 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 what we look at as well. And then thirdly, um, we we look at whether they have grown their, grown their connections or extend their sphere of influence amongst relevant eyeballs. Um, so uh, we look at, you know, activities such as um, them joining groups um, or following industry leaders on LinkedIn and then also the use of hashtags um, in order to grow their connection bases or their tribes. And then lastly, um, we also look at, you know, whether they collaborate uh, because we do encourage our spokespeople to support each other on, on, the, on the LinkedIn platform um, and to engage with each other's posts. So, um, you know, are they commenting on, on each other's posts? Are they tagging their team members in, in their posts? Um, are they liking or sharing their, their, their teams, uh, team members' posts? Um, and are they also, as, as we discussed earlier, are they contextualizing posts and not mm -hmm. merely just forwarding somebody else's post, but are they um, encouraging engagement by sharing their thoughts or opinions or asking questions when, when, they, when they reshare posts? So at the end of the day, it's all about increasing that organic reach and improving their, um, their SSI score. And the SSI score, in short, stands for Social Selling Index. And um, that score actually tracks how one is doing. Um, and we encourage our spokespeople to, on an ongoing basis, uh, monitor mm -hmm. their scores and ensure that their scores are improved on. Um, so those are the key metrics that we that we use to measure progress. I love that we actually have like such in-depth metrics because I was speaking to someone yesterday and we we're just reminiscing about where influence marketing started, where you could hardly measure anything. It was just like likes and comments, and these days we have things like SSSI scores. If you look at employee advocacy, and you can see the network growing, so it's all super exciting to me mm. always to see mm. to see these things. Especially and, and also to to justify the costs and to yeah. and, and and you know we also have started including these uh, monthly reports that we receive from the internship internship we've we've started including the measures in our opcom reports um, so so we take it very seriously and yeah. it's important for us to be able to measure um, you know our performance. Yeah. In, in this regard, yeah. At the end of the day, PR and marketing is all about measure, measurement. You can't just Great. be putting things out and not knowing what's working, what must be changed. Yeah. Mm -mm. So it all falls no. within that. True. So in the earlier, you, you touched on the fact that employee advocacy is really a win-win situation for both the, the, the participant, but also for, for the company. And I would love for you just to expand a bit on that. Like, what are those benefits that you see on both sides? So, um, so first of all, uh, from, from my personal perspective, I think one of the, the huge benefits for me was that the internship team assumed 
the lion's share of the heavy lift, lifting burden <laughs> of implementing the program. Um, because, you know, we, we all have our, our day jobs and, and this is, um, something that is over and above. Um, it does require commitment also from our spokespeople. And, um, you know, it's something in addition that they need to fit into their, uh, you know, daily lives. So, yeah. Uh, so, so, so that was a huge benefit. The fact that you know we we have uh, the internship team on board to to guide us and to also uh, be in contact with our spokespeople on a one on one basis, um, because uh, yeah, it it is it is quite a um, a big responsibility and it requires commitment and time. So that's firstly for me is is one of the huge benefits, um, and then. Also, you know, um, I think the fact that the internship um, runs this program over a four-month period uh, is, is very, very beneficial because it does allow our spokespeople to get into the habit of posting, uh, consistently posting um, and participate um, in, you know, in the program. Um, and they are subtly held accountable because we do remind them to post and we do share, um, as I mentioned earlier, we do share content pieces for them to post. Um, so, so yes, uh, the fact that it's not a once-off workshop and, 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 the, and, and that we leave them to their own devices is definitely a benefit. The fact that it's spread over four months. Um, I also think that the uh, collaboration and interaction which involved um, prompting our spokespeople and the fact that uh, Maury Louise from the internship is there to, to help them and to encourage them and to assist them um, with their uh, posts on a weekly basis is definitely beneficial. Um, as we mentioned earlier, the fact that we uh, that the internship does um, the, the measurement uh, for us and that they share monthly reports. Um, I think also the fact that, you know, it, we, we've really seen an increase in participants' um, online behavior in terms of um, their skills um, and or the the confidence rather um, on on the platform, um, and then um, also the fact that I can really see that our media spokespeople have become more digitally visible um, now that they have an online presence, which some of them didn't have before the program. And I've seen our spokespeople building themselves up as subject matter experts or thought leaders on LinkedIn and create awareness for our brand. Um, and another big benefit is the fact that we leverage um, employee advocacy to, to drive traffic to our uh, website because we often um, publish articles on our, on our blog, on, on our website, and when these, when when the links to these articles are shared with our our spokespeople, we've we've definitely seen um, an increase in in traffic to our website. So that is also a huge um, benefit. Um, what else? Uh, obviously, our our spokespeople people have become more active on LinkedIn. Mm. Um, 
you know, we've we've really seen great traction in terms of them joining groups, following key industry leaders, um, actively nurturing their networks, um, and also, you know, a few of them, not all of them, but a few of them have also starting to put out their own content, um, which which really helps uh, people. Um, get to know them as experts. So those are just a few of the benefits that um, that I think really have made this program uh, worthwhile for us. Um, yeah. No, I think those are all amazing. Uh, and I think it's all super worthwhile, um, not only for the company who's actually implementing the program, but for the employees who really get a lot of benefit out of this to really becoming more visible, to be, be positioned as experts in their field, that only stands them to good stead in the future, mm. no matter where they go. Absolutely. It's beneficial not only to, to the brand, but also to the individual. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Ember, that's almost got us to the end of our chat today. So thank you yet again. But before I let you go, I want you to please share two or three learnings that you've picked up of running an employee advocacy that others can learn from who's thinking about doing the same? Sure. Um, let me start by saying, um, from my experience, um, it's very important, firstly, to get the buy-in and support from senior leadership, um, as it really helps if they if they also put, you know, encourage participation and, and set an example. Um, we've been fortunate to have one or two of our execs who really bought into this program, and um, and you know um, when whenever they they share an article or a or comment, um, I can really see that it it does encourage our other spokespeople to get involved and 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 also to 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 reshare that those articles. So so firstly, I think it's very important to get the buy in. From, from senior leadership. And then secondly, um, it's also important to really unpack the what's in it for me element of the program. Um, it's important to ensure that spokespeople are comfortable firstly and that they understand um, that utilizing one's LinkedIn profile for business purposes can be beneficial to the business but also to them in their personal capacity. So important to, to get that point across. Um, and then what, what is also very, um, or what got, something that contributes to the success of the program is that cross-pollination and to ensure that teams are supporting each other. Um, and it's also good to create communities um, within the groups uh, through through WhatsApp um, and to encourage people to post through through WhatsApp um, groups. So that that has really worked worked well for us. And then lastly, something else that I can mention is that um, at NetBank we've created a hashtag um, hashtag We Are NetBank. And another tip is that. Um, you know, to encourage uh, spokespeople to use this uh, this uh, hashtag, um, because this way our our group 
social media team can also pick up on conversations yeah. and um and then they have the ability to to reshare um our spokespeople's post via the brand channel or our owned channel um so that's also something that that is really working well for us i love those and i think it is it's so important to keep that in mind because it is all about not only training your internal experts or your employees to become visibly or more visibly on social media, but it's also using that content for your own channels. You've got it. Why not use it? It really, really helps on both sides then as well. Absolutely, because our, our own social channel, you know, um, has a full calendar. Um, so it's sometimes challenging to, to, to schedule posts yeah. in the calendar when the calendar is already at capacity but a way to um to still get the message out is to then um you know brief as a spokesperson to post a, a specific or to promote a post and 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 um and and then to um coordinate with our group social team and um you know, give them a heads up of the post and then ask them to to reshare the post on on the own chat on our own channel so yeah. that where we we bypass the um the challenge that we have with the social calendar um yeah so so that's that's really really very helpful for sure and i think also part of a, a really good social calendar is also that user generated content so it's not always coming from the brand so i think yeah. that also tick, ticks that box really really well yeah no absolutely it does Thanks so much again for joining us, Emily, um, and I hope we will chat again soon. Thank you, Anne, for the for the opportunity. I really enjoy chatting with you. Um, Same. So yeah, um, hopefully we'll we'll be in touch soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Emily. Goodbye. Thanks so much. Bye. This podcast series has been made possible by The Salt, the influencer company that turns influence into affluence. In the same way that information is presented in this podcast in a relatable and authentic way, The Salt gets your customers to tell their real brand stories to their community. Go to thesalt.co.za to learn more about how The Salt can help you grow your business.